fandom of Shore no Kikikahani. Guys, welcome back. Hi. Good to have you all back. So this week was pretty substantial for uh, the show, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. So this week, yeah, so this, this week, week, this week, a lot happened. They got married, of course, but then, of course, uh, you know, the post-marital things started off, and you know, we're going to talk about something pretty substantial. I know we touched about about a uh, touched 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 a little bit uh, on this topic before, but then we're going to talk about a lot more um, uh, about this. Is this especially Eastern culture called filial piety, which is actually confusion in in uh, its origin? But then South Asian cultures, um, it's it's not a choice. It's it's rather a, an unconditional obligation of the child, which is respect and obedience for the parents and elders, and it's kind of a codification of patriarchy. Uh, respect is oft repeated irrationally understood as a mommy of all goddamn family ideals. It surpasses logic and debates and substitutes rational disagreements with excellent old-fashioned subservience. So many of us grow up trusting that this is how it should be. And then only you have to be Batamis Bache to contend, query, and dis dissent. Where, where are you, the good Sanskari kids? And if you aren't the good Sanskari kid, you you are the bad ones if you don't agree with your parents. And you, how could you? How could you dare do something without the parental approval? In fact, I easily believe that our families do want the best for us. But then we listened to their risk-averse options. We, were, we, we listened to what worked for them in their times, in their circumstances. And we're supposed to just follow their advice. And if we don't, then we are the... We are not the good sanskari bachas. So having said that, uh, I think I think this is something that we're going to talk about today because this is what we saw happen in in the episodes for this week. But before we do that, um, we have Shreya here who's going to tell us what exactly happened in the show this week. Shreya. So yeah, this week was pretty eventful. They had they finally they got married in the SIC campus where it all started. Like so, you know, they ended the circle where it all started, which was pretty. Uh, you know, cheesy, but at the same time, it's a very dreamy uh, wedding sequence. Uh, well done Go on that. Uh, then, you know, you know, the marital bliss started happening with uh, Tej and Devi playing, you know, the typical vamp, uh, Sas and Sasur, you know, trying to, you know, browbeat uh, the new, newly wedded, uh, what do you say, Bahu Anoki. So Bahu Anoki is now entering the Sabawal mansion. And where she had like her first hurdle with, you know, she her insulting the guest and Devi rebuking her. And, you know, Shaurya and Anoki, you know, standing up for each other in front of Devi and Tej. But uh, I'm, I had my, you know, certain disagreements and, uh, you know, loopholes, which I found and you also found in the narrative. You did, read a, you did read her reviews about it. Yeah, yeah these are very oft-beaten plots, which might yeah. not work in 2021, I guess. Yeah. So, I think this week lacks some innovative writing in front of the writers. So, writers dropped the ball a little this week. And, uh, like, there were many loopholes, which you also pointed out. One was, you know, Devi 
openly saying uh, like suggesting that anukhi being the sabarwal bahu is the biggest degree she can get in front of the education minister of her state and in like no reaction from her side uh, which was like which beats the logic because you can't get away by saying shit like that in for 21st century no no that you are supposed to be the premier education institution of the city and how can you get away with a good reputation if you say if you're making statements like that that justifies the logic of the plot right i mean if i were the education board member i would i'd, I'd deboard them right then for for making a statement like that about a woman that too i mean i'd, I'd go on social media and completely shame them <laughs> right so Yeah, and also another thing is I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I, maybe this was just my personal uh, opinion, but I found the dialogues to be very OTT this week. I mean, like some dialogues stage and they were openly insulting and you know insinuating uh, to their in-laws that uh, that you know you you can't afford this and ऐसी शादी देखी नहीं होगी ऐसा reception yeah those those were so nineteen nineteen eighty right yeah. those weren't those weren't meant to be written now because they don't that ain't yeah. that ain't flying I mean there are better ways to insult people now I mean like. Yeah. Right? And more effective ways, like you couldn't shame Ramesh Bhalla for his, you know, obnoxious behavior and anything. But you know, people, like rich, rich people have become subtle with their insults. I feel, you know. Yeah, it was. I thought, I thought a lot of episodes and a lot of plots this week were a lot of lazy writing, because that might they were really pickups from Mahora, the Bengali version. And the literal pickouts from Bengal Bengali version, they changed nothing in the plots, and that might not fit the character arcs of Shori and Oki because they've completely changed the characters, and they completely changed the circumstances. They might be okay for a for a living room drama in 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 Calcutta, but they're not okay for a uh, a mobile um, a good good sitcom out of a uh, good serial out of based out of Chandigarh because. You know, it's North India. North India doesn't work like West Bengal does, and it's not a living room drama at all. And the characters of Shori and Oki are are way different than the characters Shankar Mohar, um, in in Mohar. And and not only that, but but the characters are so different than what the dialogues given to them are. And there was this complete disconnect, uh, between the plot and the dialogues and and just the times, just. टूगेदर How does it matter if the couple who falls asleep for four days? They'll 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 have the first night and the, on the fifth day. I mean, how dumb is that? Then I mean, just what what kind of a, what kind of stupid plot is that in the first place? Why? I mean, how can you stop a couple from from you know how how what what kind of a plot is that in the first place? And wh- what is that woman doing in that house at all? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I just don't get that. I just don't get a subplot with with Swarda in it at all. It's just looking so bad now that I mean to justify her presence in that entire show is kind of getting difficult. 
and i hear bubbly and reema their characters are being sidelined like they don't have any role to play in yeah that. they just don't have i mean ahir was a i was a slide in for yesterdays he wasn't there at all if he was just slid in his his, his content was just slid in uh he's his, his scenes were slid in and then bubbly had just the role and and reema why was she even there she had, she, she was accompanying bubbly for one shot Uh, what is the role that Rima still has? Uh, is yeah. is it still a you know friend in the college who supports her? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how they're going to plan this out further, going further. But having said that, I mean, they have to get back to the main track. This yeah. is such. This wasn't needed. We already know if they're trying to tell us how silly uh, the older suburbs are. We already know that, and they don't have to tell us that. We already know that Shagun doesn't like Anoki. We don't know that. We don't need to know that. We know that that uh, Auntie Auntie Alok is is dumb. We don't need to know that again. We also know his plots are pretty fallible, and you know they're not smart. We know that his his first plot was kidnapping um uh, of Anoki, and there was a dumb plot too. So. and so so we know all of that by repeating all of this they just showing lazy writing and that just didn't sit well the entire week did not sit well with lazy writing they should move on with the fast tracks even the scene with kanchan i think you also wrote in your review that it, like i don't think that was needed at all i mean why was it, it the- just so so loud and it was so not required why are you making a big deal out of a nuptial night come on what's a big deal Yeah. People sleep with each other all the time. What is a big deal? I mean, why are you making such a big deal out of that intimate moment between two people? Why is it so OTT? I just don't get it. Why it was the entire household in the bedroom in the first place? Why? That was so cheap and vulgar to start with. The only saving, uh, you know, scene in the entire week for me, apart from the wedding and the function itself, was Shan and Asa. Finally, their their story showed some progression and some promising signs. Their scene was well done. Like Khalid and Deepa has great chemistry. They look great together. They finally like remembered that they are divorced couple, and you know, and you know, Asa told him, you know, now I'm leaving next day. So no, it so, so I I, th- I think that entire process of them coming back together for the kids needs to come together as a plot, as a as a as a bigger plot, and yeah. they realize that maybe Anoki needs them and Shorin need need needs them to be together, and that process needs to come together. That is better story to tell than this negative thing. Uh, so so I think that is a plot plot to follow. But the other thing is. in every scene after the marriage it's like sure is not required what's going on i i think that is that is a failing of the script right there yeah and even anoki anoki's become very preachy all of a sudden that is so irritating right there because she can become a teacher to i mean the moment she becomes preachy right supriya if you just Chipin, the moment she becomes preachy, it just becomes such a, you know. I I felt that too, uh, and I had commented this that they need to cut down Anuki's preachiness because uh, preachiness is not part of Anuki's characterization. It sounds a little out of the place for me when she becomes preachy. 
and to be very honest you know what what i really felt a little unnatural is when a woman is getting married i know i have seen this in my cousins they feel very uncertain on how to proceed with their in-laws or how to proceed with their family because it's a new life for them so there is a little bit of fear that uncertainty that um, you know uh, how do we adjust so at that point in time many times even if the customs are not liked by them they fall in line because they are a little uncertain some of them yes they may draw a line but then some of them they just fall in line if it does not hurt them or hurt their integrity or respect um and they don't as a bride nobody starts preaching because it's a very uh, very very uh, difficult for them to do so i felt that a little bit out of line uh, in, especially when she starts preaching about so like the rice thing i thought you know it would have been done more subtly she she could have instead of saying i'm not doing it like what last they did like you know i uh, she took three vows or four vows maybe they could have uh, cut that bit where she says i have no want to do it and she starts preaching about it rather than she says okay i'll do it but i will change my vows i will not Uh, you know i will not repay i will not say that i'm repaying you through throwing of the rice if they had just cut it and then moved straight away to the vows she had made that would have had a bigger impact. bigger impact yeah yeah and and my problem with all of that was also the fact that they left everything else she she stuck to that one reform but there were so many other things that they left unsaid like for example i'll tell you um she was okay with being a nokishore sabarwal yeah and that is again a very that is again that is again i mean she didn't question that but she questioned this and i'm like but, all right uh, you you left 10 10 other reforms you left there was nothing spoken about there were there were other reforms in that entire process right that that she could have just the ostentatiousness of the wedding why have a big wedding why invite so many people there were so many things that they could have spoken about they didn't talk about any of that they spoke about one thing and it was so that just didn't make sense and and this lecture bazi is something that will kill the show they have to stop that's so bhavna have to stop no, it's like, like all of a sudden i'm not watching sure and okay i'm watching anupama and i'm like stop stop being anupama right now. please you know you're 21 you're not 45 or 50 or whatever however old anupama is you cannot talk like a 41 like a 50 year old woman you have to be your 21 and 21 year olds cannot lecture with all that experience and you cannot tell people older than you what to do what not to do you have to come through your age and you got to stop lecturing you cannot be a lecture boss it's just so put off it's so put off no you do it respectfully miral so like i remember older people used to ask me very embarrassing questions like my younger cousin got married and their in-law came and asked me oh she's younger to you why did she get married and why did you not get married and she got married before i said what sorry yes it is my choice that i did not get married so what is it to you that my cousin got married I and mean, why are you bringing that in here but i respectfully put my point in just one line and then she walked away i did not start off with lecture but this is this is something which i find it very unreal in the show so because my mom also fought against lot of conventions but 
she always said that at some point in time you have to fall in line and then fight but you cannot do the lecture basi because lecture basi gets you nowhere and it's yeah. just so yeah, no, it's not. It's it's uncharacteristic and just so put off. It's it's a put off that Anoki lecture bazi is put off. What what do you say about that, Shreya? What, what what's your feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, I was like, hey, I'm getting late. If I were the Bharati, I would like please, khana do jana. I was like, ye ye why are they like? It's a, I mean, ritual. I have to finish it. I mean, she, I, I would be tired. Like, I have no stamina. I will give so much passion. You know, after getting, giving exam, having the wedding, and then having the dinner and whatever, eating, eating, so much energy for lecture. Please, I mean, whatever. And, and what was wrong with that? I thought, I thought the wedding was pretty good. Why did they keep saying it's so hard-bodied, it's so hard-bodied, it's so hard-bodied? Why was it hard? It was perfectly fine. Hard body, because traffic was. Oh. He got the. He, I mean, I didn't get. I didn't get the entire concept so of hard body. They meant the Anuki's age itself. That no, why is she getting mad when she's still studying? No, no, no. But that wasn't her decision. That was the boy's decision. He wanted to get married to her. So They'd already gotten married. Yeah. So, uh, what basically in India? I mean, generally marriages are planned over. Months or three months or four months or five months. So if somebody gets married in a week's time or you know, like my my parents, they decided suddenly second Saturday शादी होना है no मोरत nothing and they said second Saturday we leave for everybody. So everybody was like, why are you getting married in a hurry? So they had just planned for three weeks or something like that and they decided to get married. So everybody thinks if you're getting married in less than a month, it's a hard part. You are getting married in a rush. You are not planning it properly. You are not planning it. So because marriage generally is planned over four months, five months, six months down the line. So that is uh, that is the reason why they use that word "hardbody." So so I'll, I'll I'll I mean from this perspective, uh, they were already married, right? And they just they're just codifying whatever else. They didn't have to do any of this. They could have gone to court and. registered their mandir ki marriage and they would have done they didn't need to do any of this drama you know and you know what that part i like there anuki just gave one answer it's a personal matter why what is it that's it they didn't, didn't need to explain it yeah so that if she would have done the same thing with the ritual and you know with devi uh, you know instead of giving lectures that would have been impactful that would have made more, much more sense for her character. i would have loved the story to be i would have loved the story to be something else rather than them trying to stay with devi and teja i would have loved for shorty to take a stand and say okay we're going to going to go on our own we're going to yeah. we're going to live, live a separate life and them th- them creating a life on their own and then kind of you know trying to that plot line will come come eventually because now we saw the precap so in precap tej and you know the family like anuki like devi is like why why do you need to give exam she she's like yeah, i need to give exam because my you know it would make impact for my career and tej is like hey, what career like after being a sabrawal bahu you can't work and so and i i think now that the main plot line would be revealed okay, why did you know 
Tej and Devi separated Asta and Shan. How did they do it? How did they manage to, you know? I guess, I guess, I guess this is the time when Asta will say, "All right, this is time for me to step up and give support here because we can't really leave." And I think it would be Shan who'd say, "You can live here." Then she has her exams and all. Let's move, all move out. So I think, I think, yeah, I think that's when they will all four start living together, and and that's when that that side plot is going to start. I guess. Yeah. That like we are waiting for that to happen because. But, but I think this is also the time when when um, also the reveal will start for for Shauri because his mother has not told him the whole story. He doesn't know the whole story of why his mother left. You know that is one of my complaints also that you know Shan like Shauri and Asta reconciled too fast for my comfort. I mean I would have loved if Shauri had been little distant to her. Like not fully fully embracing Asta. Like right now he's like fully embracing Asta with the. I would have still you know wanted him to have some distance with Asta and be organically for their bond to grow. Right now it feels it doesn't feel like they have been separated for like so long. I mean it can be just my personal opinion, but I don't know if you can guys chip in that. I I think he 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 just reset everything in his head. He's forgotten. That's what he. That's what Anoki asked him to do, and I think he's kind of reset everything cognitively in his head. And he's like, "All right, I'm going to go slate zero," and that's what he 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 promised her that, and he he did that. But what what he doesn't know, and what what Asta is saving him from. Is the trauma because he keeps saying he keeps saying she's great. He keeps still respecting his 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 uh, his aunt. Uh, he keeps telling telling her that I don't trust you, but I still respect you and love you. And that respect and love is gone on now, tear away because now the time has come for him to understand why his mother left and how they took. He doesn't know how he was snatched away. Yeah, he knows he knows they kept the mother away, and he wants to give. His mother, the rights back, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know the real story of what, how, how cruel it was. Yeah, um, and the reality. The other thing is maybe you might feel it is uh, not very organic, but then I know kids who have separated, but then they once they uh, rekindle with their mothers, they want to, you know, uh, make up for all the lost time. Which they lost, so you know they they accept it fully. Once they have accepted, they accept it fully, and they make up for the lost time. As Miral said, it he reset it, and he's trying to make up for all the lost time. So for a stranger or a neutral person, it may sound strange, but for them, it's like we have this connection, this cosmic connection. So obviously, I want to make up all the time for. And I've seen that uh, many uh, adopted kids also they they too feel that and they feel that immediate connection. Even and and also I I think I think there'll be a reset of relationships because right now what Anoki is doing Anoki is giving all the leverage to Devi. She keeps saying I hope I'm wrong about her, but it's only when the reset of relationship between um between Devi and and um, Shore happens that she will have to reset her relationship too. Yeah. And that also the dialogue on in that grief privilege, like you know when Asta, like when Devi was you know starting to do the grief privilege, Asta, like Anoki asked, you know, like my Asta mama will do the, let her do the ritual first, and I was like, what? 
how does it matter to you kaun koi bhi prepare and she's like preaching it <laughs> again she started to fir preaching shuru kar di ha it's it's just like it's just like the preaching role doesn't really work and it's a put off and this is the feedback is getting from a lot of people because you know we were doing that uh, you know uh, we were doing focus groups around punjab on the feminism aspect of anoki's character and a lot of focus groups came back with the same story they don't like the preachiness of the character they would rather want a lighter character around feminism and 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 feminism as a as a subject is kind of a you know it's it's it's, it's a big put off right now given you know the aftermath of me too and everything so so they want they wanted to be a lighter they wanted to be fun character they wanted to be relatable rather than preachy because the moment you become preachier you become unrelatable immediately so i guess that is a feedback from us to the show that they need to make it less preachy and more relatable yeah. which it was earlier right yeah true true so she needs that. to be the learning process she doesn't need to be a, be a guru yeah yeah exactly i mean like if i am a 21 year old i would be and superior this and i would be not sure of my reaction you know agar main ye bolungi to how would it impact like how it will it be taken my words like i'll be very careful with my words and here she's anoki is like giving gyan to her in laws ke you know no, no, she's no. so confidently giving gyan she's not at all apprehensive about being a bride and going into subhavas i mean that i felt was little off uh, miral because even the most confident of career women who have got married even in 30s i have seen them being so apprehensive so concerned about what will be their new life like and obviously anybody will be concerned when i decided to become a mother and i was becoming a mother even when the child was coming i was apprehensive about it so there was that fear and apprehension around me so that fear nervousness that apprehension was bit missing that's what i felt in her you know what would be the feminist message in this that you know even powerful women get apprehensions they are not invincible Like nobody is invincible they need a support system yeah. too and i would love for kanchan to become her support system rather than this stupid act was it was it was re, re, i mean it was so vulgar that entire that entire thing was not okay i'm sorry you're making a big deal out of something that isn't supposed to be a big deal it's a private moment you cannot make it such a You cannot make it so. You you made it vulgar all of a sudden. Yeah, I didn't mind. Take it all teasing and all, but who the level it went was like OTT for me because personally, I mean, I seen the character of Shorya and you know Kanchan grow. So this is like I don't know. I I think maybe if Anoki's a friend, like even if Rima was doing it, it would have made 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 much more sense for me. But Rima, Rima to Rima to Anoki, not to Shorya, right? Yeah. And exactly. similarly, no, similarly, they their their bond hasn't is not at that level. Re, uh, uh, Kanchan, Kanchan and Shorya not at that level where Kanchan would do this openly, right? So that, was, yeah, and also the age, like Anoki and Rima are of that age. You know. चलो वो इफ दे डू इट इट मेक्स सेंस बट लाइक शौर्य बींग इन इन थर्टीज एंगेज ट्वाइस एंड यू नो इज मैरिड सो आई मीन You don't talk about it. this. Is this is a normal part of life? You don't talk about it like this, and you don't make a big issue of the whole family in their bedroom. 
that was so OTT. That wasn't that wasn't called for. That just wasn't. That was like so, it was, what I felt little odd is in nowadays everybody does not arrange a nuptial night at home. Most of them they arrange it in hotels, and unless it is because of the pandemic, they may not have. But most of them arrange it in hotels so that they get their privacy and they get their uh, this thing movements and all. So what I really felt funny was, oh, if Shagun sleeps on my bed, they they can easily go to a hotel. What's the big deal? I mean, there's so many loopholes to that entire thing that it was like so stupid. It was so stupid. So uh, I think we need to discuss this point also that in India, why intimacy is postponed? Like in most of the ITV why shows, are, why are people in each other's business so much? I don't get it. Why is why is there no space? No, but it, no, it's taboo also. Like I don't know. We are the country of Kama Sutra. Okay, chalo. We you know we 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 were supposed to be very uh, open. But abhi, you can't talk about it, but you'll insinuate everything. So why? So either talk openly or don't talk at all. Beach me, beach me, रहने का कोई फायदा नहीं है. You know, insinuating everything, double meaning में सब बोलो. या तो फिर make IT very progressive and show everything. Why these these innuendos and everything? What, uh, what, what I really object to, and I, what I really want the Indian TV shows to take forward is. Please show intimacy at the time when it has to be shown. You cannot postpone or push the intimacy for one year and two years post the marriage. And that is so unbelievable. I, mean, I find it very, uh, very irritating because you are actually degrading that beautiful relationship. Because see, marriage is marriage after all is not just a sanction of us. Cohabiting together, but it's also a sanction of an intimacy within your space. You are giving them that personal space to be intimate. So why are you pushing that? And all these women who are watching the TV, they also would have had their intimacy with their own husbands. It's not as if it's a new thing for them or a new thing for the parents. Hey, every every intimate relationship has two aspects to it. I mean, it's the physical and the emotional part of it. And you know, for physical to happen, emotional is not important. But but emotional is a very important part of the of of the relationship, right? And why are you making such a big spectacle out of it? It is an organic process. And normalize this for God's sake. Don't make it a spectacle. Don't make it such a big deal that people have to really think about it, and people have to give it give it so much thought that it becomes it becomes a big deal. It's not a big deal. It is, you know, physical intimacy between a couple, whether they're married or not, is a part of their natural cycle of life. Let's not make it a big deal. Let's not put labels on it that are not supposed to be there, and you know, let's not make it let's not make it OTG, please. Coming back to let's let's move ahead and talk about this entire process that Devi and Tej have already have have expected from the family forever that whatever they say people have to listen to and people have to agree with and they cannot differ from them. This entire concept that we spoke about when we when we started the show, um, of course, was the concept of the fact that Devi and Sabarwal have something 
which which most South, South Asian families expect from their children is filial piety, which means that there's unconditional obligation from, from the family that they will be listening to their elders and there'll be respect and obedience. And respect means that you will not talk back and you will not, whatever the family, family elders tell you to do, you will do exactly that. And you will not talk back, you will not disrespect. And disrespect would mean that you you will not agree with them. So although in real life, just disagreeing with somebody does not mean disrespect, but for South Asian families, disagreeing is disrespect. And if you talk back and you have another opinion to what your elders have, that's also disrespect for some reason. And if you if you don't agree with their opinion or their way of doing things, you also do not have good sanskar or you, you don't have culture. So how how does this work? Why would somebody having a different opinion than you become uh, uh, wrong? Let's talk about that. Very interesting, though, right? Whereas in other cultures, having a different opinion is celebrated, diversity is celebrated. We celebrate diversity of opinion because even when we develop tech products, uh, unless we have diverse opinions of looking and ways of looking at a thing, we're not able to develop a good product. And that's just a product. Unless we have different ways of looking at the same thing, we're not able to have a life's experience. So here we are in a culture where we're told that whatever the guy at the top thinks is the right thing. And you're not supposed to have another opinion. You're not supposed to have another way of doing the thing. And he's right. And if you don't agree with it, then you're wrong and you're completely off balance and not cultured and you have to be punished. So I think uh, there are two things. So when I was young, my parents, my father especially, so he taught me one thing. He said, if you feel um, you are not understanding the reason or why uh, something is being said to you, you are always welcome to question. Question us, question your grandparents, question anybody. And I had that with me. So everybody used to say like, okay, so Priya is there. If you want to convince her, she will question you. And my mom had uh, the thing that you listen, but then you, uh, where it does not hurt you much, you fall in line, but where you feel it, it hurts, then you, you question back and then you um, disagree. So I think this whole dynamic, you know, what happens and even now, like when elders are saying something, at times I just let it go. I do not say anything, but then in my actions, I say, I show them that, you know, I do not um, agree with you so politely I, I will back out but there is this uh, whole thing of respect to elders which is inculcated um, now in many families what happens is the main thing is which is inculcated is that you cannot break the family apart so if you disrespect you're breaking the family apart so Devi and Tej were playing on that that sentiment and that emotion. So, for example, even with Asta and Shad, they could have easily separated from the family and started their own family. What is separate living separately doesn't mean you're breaking the family. You're living separately family. does not mean that you're going away. Living separately could be just a choice. Choice, choice. Absolutely. And you could be closer to the family living separately. Absolutely. Now, what happened is. 
when ekta kapoor brought in her shows she uh, normalized this joint family concept she normalized it starting with her kyuki sasri kabhi bahuti and kahani ghar ghar ki there they showed those joint families in a very big way in a very big celebratory way then before that you did have nuclear family concepts and all but she literally normalized it i feel and she over dramatized it so much so that everybody now dreams of this united so called joint family where everybody is sanskari where everybody wants to be that and respectful that is what we normalized now that's what i feel maybe shreya may disagree but this is this was the starting of that joint family culture but i think it's time we break away from that it's time because in cities and towns because of various job issues there is no such joint family existing unless you are a marwadi with a huge business and all that when people are in service class or corporate or this thing they have to move away from their families but they're not being disrespectful to their parents um so this has to this narrative has to change with the changing times and i think that narrative is not changing narrative has changed at the root level grassroots level but it is not changing in the shoes that's what i feel so shreya maybe you want to add no, i just want to, i just have one point ke i think this is uh, joint family is being done to uh, cost cut kyunki inke paas budget nahi itne uh, set lagane ke liye <laughs> that's the only explanation because it's not possible for like 20 30 people to live together without cramping each other itne itne bedrooms kisi ke ghar mein nahi hote so i don't know kya matlab it would feel like a hostel instead of home if so many people are living together so chol jaise setup like what i know for fact like joint like uh, i know families ke jo kya karte like they have a like huge plot and wo do teen ka like they make it like together like uh, like neighbors ke jaise rehte hain but not like everyone is not living in the same yeah, absolutely place. yeah because and they all have their separate rasoi kitchens they all have their separate because it's not practically possible you know that 30 people are eating together and you know sabka ye ekta ka purna formula start kiya fir rajan shahi has continued it Rajin Shah's serials are joint families having festivals. I mean, literally, that's his concept. So one festival finishes, the other festival starts, and in between the festivals, they have dialogues and then they have a dance. Literally, if you look at any of his serials, they're like never-ending festivals and festivals you haven't even heard of. Literally, I mean, I don't know how he does it, but one festival gets over the other festival, and festivals go on for weeks, dude. Literally, weeks. One festival lasted like ten days or something. for one show and literally drag drags on with clothes and dances and uh, sequences and then the drama happens in between all of that that festival ends then they start they have like two days of no festival and the third day the next festival starts and this is rising okay. formula wedding and anniversary so now i like i when i saw a clip on instagram that their father in law and mother in law is having anniversary so they are doing shaadi again they are doing fair and <laughs> 
I have been called like you're too upfront to be a like you know too, you're too upfront for uh, for being a girl. And I was like, what does that even mean? Too upfront, like I so I don't like I I take it as a compliment. But that is the thing. So you know you should start like girls are you shouldn't like uh, you're taught like you know. So I know like if you are being polite, I'm polite to everyone. Like I I'll be polite to people who are elder to me and who are younger to me also. So it's not politeness. If elders ko dete aisa nahi hota. If you are if you are generally being respectful, be respectful to every uh, you know age group. So you shouldn't be like and uh, uh, see Arjun ne bhi question kiya tha. He also questioned Krishna. So how what is basically Gita? Gita is or uh, like. राइट Like I know for a fact that I can disagree with my parents. I can, I am going to teach them some things, and they'll be like, "Yeah, okay, we didn't know that. We'll we'll take care of that next time because we don't know." So they are also they don't also know everything. So if you are educating them something, I'm sure they'll open with like they'll hear it with open minds. So it's not like parents. If they're big, they know everything. They've learned everything. Everyone has like different learning experiences. so it can the source of learning can be from a younger generation and it can be from a older generation so it goes both ways so i don't get this point ki you know you should respect i respect my everyone i respect my elders i respect my younger ha even if i'm disrespect disrespecting like even if i'm uh, you know disagreeing with someone i'll do disrespect or like, i'll do it respectfully like for example if i have a problem with you mk i'll say mk i have a problem with you this is my problem it's not like i'm disrespecting you or you know I'm it's a conversation and we can we can work that problem out right yeah. it is what yeah. it is right you had something to say supriya yes um what i wanted to say milal is uh, one of the things which i find a little uh, off putting in the kids here is uh, and even in the shows it's iterated that they want they don't want to economically be independent when you when you say that why can't they question the first thing what the kids should also think is that can we be economically dependent independent can we move away in case things don't work out like even in you know the shorya ranuki which i really felt uh, you know uh, off putting is that anuki thought that the money is more important the family money the family uh, profession family property and my question to everybody or to the cases why are we so reliant on our parents money and parents property you uh, really- i don't completely agree with you over there i don't think she thought that uh, he was dependent on the family money and property and his inheritance she didn't do it because of that she did it because she felt he was connected to his family he was he loved his family too yes, much I, and the col- yes. and the college meant something he built the college up he built the college up through his okay. through his hard work and she didn't want him to suffer losing the hard work because of her 
She didn't want to be the reason. Because remember, he also said to her, they also said to her that it's okay right now. He loves you. But what if he regrets this decision tomorrow? She didn't want to be the regret tomorrow. Yeah. So no, so she was very clear in her head that she doesn't want to be the reason. And she said that again yesterday when she said that, you know, uh, that, that, you know, I hope I'm wrong, that I don't want to be the reason that he has to leave the house again because of my studies again, that he has to pick up a fight with his family again. But she doesn't understand. It's not for her that he's fighting. He's also fighting for himself Absolutely. because he doesn't see himself separate from her. And she just still doesn't get how she look, how they're a unit now. He, She doesn't still get that they're not separate from each other. They're a unit. And, and this is how marriages change people. This is how marriages become. When when you're married to somebody, you're not separate people. You become one unit, and this is how Devi and Devi and Tej don't don't see them. This is how Anoki doesn't see them yet, but this is how Shori sees them, and this is how Asta, 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 Asta and Shan see them too, because they see each other like that. Even though they were separate, they were still one unit. They did not separate separate, even though they did not live together. They were still one unit when it when they wanted to be when they wanted to do something they they acted as one unit. And Absolutely. also, the, sorry, I just want to make one quick point. Uh, you know, they touched upon that like economic independence. So Shan like really complimented Anoki that she's an independent girl because she you know she educated herself like paying her own fees and you know staying with her own like she didn't have to, that resources like she didn't take anyone's help for her studies and education and living in Chandigarh on her own. So they like did touch upon it, but you're right, it didn't do it like, you know, in a uh, celebrated way. Like, you know, they could have done a bit more on that. Like after like Shorya left the suburban home uh, for Anoki, I think he'll return in like one day. So that portion, you, you're right, they could have exploded more that, you know, even after uh, you know, separating from suburbs, they could have shown, you know, him uh, having that track, you know, he is not getting that uh, recognition for his job and, you know, he's having job dis dissatisfaction. They could have that track, like maybe they could explore it in future, like when, uh, what if, what is Shorya without the Sabarwal last week? Absolutely. He still, can he still be or something on his own just by, you know, being an economic professor? How do we normalize asking questions? How do we tell our elders that asking questions is not dis is not equivalent to disrespect? And just because they're elders, they they don't hold the license to be right. How do we normalize that equation within our families? Given the fact that they they I mean I know our our parents are cool. I mean my parents especially. I mean if I ask questions, they don't mind it. I've never had that relationship with them. And I've never, I've never ever had the issue of them being right all the time or not having discussions or me talking back being, being looked down upon or anything. I've never had that issue, but I know a lot of my friends have, and I, I don't know, I don't know how, how they have dealt with it, but obviously they have never spoken back and, you know, they've always agreed with what the family said and they've always had to, I mean, sometimes they've had to, they've had to go through with decisions that have been downright dictatorial, which, which is hor horrifying, but it's, totalitarian it's like you know there are moral cracks in in most of the directors and some of the beliefs are totally 
they're out of place. Those principles are amoral, for God's sake, and and they cannot. They can, instead of flagging concerns or asking questions or 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 you know justifying that thought process, which they should be doing with their parents or or elders in the family, they've had to swallow it and 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 just ob obey because it's family, or or and they they've had to live their lives in in just just agony. And I know these people, and they, they've still lived their lives in agony because of decisions that the parents took for them. So how do we how do we get out of the situation? Is my question, and that's the last last round. Yeah. So, Miran, um, first thing, uh, how we can get off is we are we are not going to be a villain or a vamp in this thing. We have to convince ourselves that we are not villains or vamps if we uh, say no to some of the decisions which goes against our green. That is one. And the second thing, I strongly feel that economic independence is also a very crucial factor. Because I have seen when I was economically independent and I could question with respectfully, there was a different kind of respect seen from the others as well. So I got that reciprocation. So they knew that, hey, this this lady out here, she's economically independent and she knows what she's talking about. Uh, so my thing would be like, uh, you know, we have double standard for a daughter and a daughter-in-law. So if a daughter questions, like if I am my parents' children, they wouldn't mind me questioning this. But maybe if, you know, I'm someone else's daughter-in-law, I think, I, I don't know, they might uh, find it, uh, you know, difficult for me like they'll find it difficult for me to question them they'll be like the outsider is. like why would we you know so that is the thing so if you are considering a daughter so if you're getting a daughter-in-law you know you should treat them as children or treat them there as your children and you know answer them how would you would treat their your own children so normalize so that is my thing so normalize having you know dot if your daughter is questioning fine but like normalize your daughter-in-law is questioning you also. So that is the thing. So like if your father or my father, if even if they feel they were making a mistake, they'll always support us. They'll be like, yeah, at the end, this is my child. But feeling So that how do you have that? Because once you start treating your daughter-in-law as your daughter or you know, as your own child. Then only you'll, you know, start look, overlooking that those flaws and, you know, answering those questions and uh, satisfying their curiosity. So normalize having someone else's kids also questioning you. That would be my advice. That's perfect advice. And, you know, uh, the entire idea that anybody would have blind, absolute respect towards you and that word respect has to be earned. So, so respect is always earned. It cannot be absolute for anybody and it has to be earned by 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 a lot of things by everybody not it, it doesn't come because you're older it doesn't come because you're what because you think you're wiser it doesn't come because of age it doesn't come because of white hair it doesn't come because you were born in a certain year it doesn't come because you're richer it doesn't come because you're 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 somebody's mother-in-law it doesn't come because you're somebody's father-in-law or a father or a mother it comes because of uh, of somebody being able to respect you for for certain characteristics for for certain uh, certain ideals so respect is always earned and cannot be absolute but whoever you are even if you're my father it has to be earned 
right? So with that, uh, we, uh, you, you have to understand that everybody has the ability to think and they will think and respect you according to their ability to, to actually measure what, what you mean to them. So, so it all depends on you, how much respect you're able to emulate. And if you behave in a manner where behave like Tej and Devi, you don't really deserve the respect. And all the respect that's coming to you is coming because there is some filial piety that you've left in the family. And once that the glass is shattered, that 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 the wall is broken where you know they lose respect for you because of the things, the ugly things that you're doing, that's not gonna remain because there is will be no respect left. And they already see that with 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 um Kanchan. She doesn't respect them at all. She says things to them on the face because because of the fact that they have the things that they do are are beneath people. I mean, the way that they treat other people, the way that they look down upon people, the things that they do uh, are, are inhuman at times. Not only inhuman, they're manipulative. They they're, they're doing things that are that you know they try to guilt people into things. They try to control things, which are totally things that any human being doing those things to get other people to act in their way cannot redeem respect. So having said that, if people around you are doing those things uh, to, to get you to agree with them, that just will not entail any respect at all. And, and if that is what you have, you are doing in your fa family to codify patriarchy and, and, and to get younger people to respect you and obey you, then that is a form of patriarchy again, but unconditional obligation of the child to respect you is not something that exists and should not exist because the child is an, your own, his own person and has his own rights to think through their own processes, through their own experiences and through their own triggers. And they have absolute rights to really understand and know and, and make decisions about what they should respect and what they should not, including you. So that's where we leave it, and I hope I hope this was this was a good roundup mishmash of things that we saw this week. But ultimately, I think brown people uh, born under the shadow of expectations and you know labeled as detractors today just because they question the norm find respite from that label. And you know, labeling is great. I think we should we should start relabeling stuff to be positive because. Questioning is great, and and or honestly, uh, we have to turn ourselves into the society of people who think on their own rather than people who follow a herd mentality. How about that? Yeah. Absolutely. Well said, guys. So we meet next week again. Let's see what happens this week again in in Shorin no Kiki Kahani. So good having you here as usual. We miss Manushi and we miss Sumi. They both weren't feeling well, but hope to see you again next week then. Take care. Bye.